It was an incredibly lengthy rain delay. We waited until 10 o'clock in the evening for the Phillies-Nationals games to start last night. Ultimately, it gets postponed as the weather too uh, too many cells of rain coming in apparently to get the game and ultimately waited a long time but got canceled. Uh, unfortunately, no Phillies baseball last night. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, June the 18th. As hopefully the Phillies and Nationals should be able to get back at it tonight. The game from last night rescheduled as a day-night doubleheader on Wednesday. 105 start now for the first game and then a 7.05-er on Wednesday night as this is part of a four-game series. The Phillies in Washington through Thursday and then come home to face the Miami Marlins Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So hopefully the weather uh, gives us a break the rest of the week and the Phillies can get some games in. As uh, Again, it is, uh, it's especially frustrating because we are coming off a uh, incredibly sour note still as uh, we – you know, have that fifteen to one debacle in Atlanta just to to simmer on for another day. As uh, again, I was uh, not here yesterday, coming back from Florida uh, for a my grandmother's memorial service. Lived to hundred one, which is pretty wild. And uh, first trip with the six month old baby as well. She did great both uh, on the way down and way back. So it was uh, it was nice. But I, I didn't get to to dive into what was a. Uh, Obviously, up and down and, and very down at times series in Atlanta. We'll, we'll look at that today and uh, some of the issues this team has. And, and again, hopefully look at a little bit later baseball that will hopefully be played weather provided in Washington the rest of um, this series over the next three days. Hopefully they can get all four games in again, a doubleheader on Wednesday. But looking back over the weekend, again, a... Uh, just a frustrating series of events. Uh, obviously, the uh, the game on uh, uh, Friday night was just a uh, a debacle uh, of epic proportions. The worst loss of the season in a season that has had just a lot of bad losses. Uh, this one takes the cake in my mind as the Phillies up the entire game. Nick Pavetta pitches. Really well. It came apart a little bit in the seventh inning as he ends up going six and two thirds, allows four and runs, but felt like he was really in control for most of that game. It wasn't a great outing, but it was a really solid outing in a big spot from Pavetta, who, look, uh, I think uh, you take, uh, again, this game ended up going very poorly in the end for the Phillies, but I think nice to see Pavetta go into that spot and, and in a spot where I think. In the past, he kind of would have mentally caved after a few things didn't go his way. In this one, he battled, he stayed focused, and now we've seen him uh, have, you know, in, the, in his starts back since minors, he, he hasn't had a bad start yet. He's had a couple bad innings, and obviously uh, the uh, Los Angeles start, one of the biggest starts of the season for this team. He was brilliant. The uh, last start against Atlanta, one of the biggest games of the season, he was very good, and then, of course, brilliant again against the Reds. The start before that in the uh, the complete game, so I think you feel good about uh, about where Pavetta is at and his ability to contribute. They end up losing nine eight. They blow it in the ninth. Hector Neris was going for fifteen for fifteen in save chances. Of course, he had the uh, the ninth inning kerfuffle in Los Angeles where he gave up the homer to Will Smith in the ninth, but that was a tie game. Hector had yet to blow a save opportunity in the ninth inning, and then of course. 
the biggest game of the season today on Friday night against the division-leading Braves at the time. We were still the division-leading Braves. Just buy more games now. Uh, the Braves uh, uh, ultimately get to Nares in the ninth score. Three off him, Brian McCann, the game-winning two-run single. And Hector just didn't have it. And and we'll get to it, but Hector comes back the next day and redeems himself. But, um, look, uh, everyone has a bad night. Hector Nares has been absolutely brilliant this season for this team. He has been the really, in terms of someone who has been able to stay healthy, the only bullpen piece we have been able to count on consistently all season long who has stayed healthy so no uh no issues in there but it was certainly a a gut-wrenching loss on a night where pavetta gave them a really nice opportunity the offense came to play as bryce harper turns on a 95 mile per hour fastball on the inside part of the plate for a two-run bomb reese hoskin hits a laser bomb uh, Scott Kingery, who had just a weekend to remember, uh, uh, had a homer there uh, at a three-for-three three day the next night, including the catalyst and what would be a nice comeback win for them. But uh, Kingery goes yard as well. It was nice to see the offense get going on Friday, but unfortunately uh, it all was for naught as uh, ultimately it all caved apart in the ninth inning and the Phillies lose 9-8, nine, nine but... Uh, here's the thing. Uh, this Phillies team under Gabe Kapler this season and, and last season until the last you know couple months of the season when they just kind of collapsed, period. But they've always seemed to bounce back after tough losses uh, with Kapler. And, and they did so on Saturday in a game that, man, it really felt like uh, they were going to lose this game. So they go up early, and then Aaron Nola just crumbles again allows a uh, uh ends up allowing five runs it's five to four the phillies come back in the ninth inning scott kingery the catalyst cesar gets a big hit to give them the lead cesar at a home earlier in the game too a nice game for cesar and again kingery three for three just a a huge huge like he was the guy in the ninth inning it was like this game's not over we're winning this and and he it came to pass and uh, and Hector comes out and closes it down in the ninth. After that, after uh, you know the the disastrous performance the night before, comes back against the heart of Atlanta's lineup and gets the job done uh, there. So that was really nice to see. Uh, the the part that's not nice is is the Aaron Nola part of it. Nola really struggled. Um, and Aaron Nola, uh, the last few starts, we thought the month of May he was finding himself and. That has not been the case. The last couple starts have just been absolutely awful, and he just doesn't look the same. And it's a really big issue for this team. I think coming into the season, I think we all would have said that Aaron Nola is probably the thing we counted on the most, that Aaron Nola would go out and be an ace for you. After the season he had last year, the 2-3-70, all right, the third in uh, NL Cy Young voting after Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, both guys who had absolutely unbelievable high-level Cy Young-type seasons. Um, so Nola, really just an outstanding season last year, and it just felt like repeatable, right? It felt like he could do this every year. He seemed like that type of guy and um, consistency, and it just hasn't been there this year. And it's it's you know funny when you think about this team with all the issues it's had, and we'll get into it And uh, in the game. This game on Saturday, they also lose Jay Bruce to a hamstring injury, apparently not too serious. We'll get into some injury updates. Romuto also leaves this game with an injury. Uh, got hit with a foul ball, and it looked painful, got a little nauseous and all that. We'll, we'll get into the injury updates. But um, I think with all the underachieving, the injuries, the loss of McCutcheon, all this stuff, I think – the, the one thing that could change this team's fortunes the most 
is if they could just get Aaron Nola back to being the guy. If he could just get back to being any semblance of an ace, it would make such a massive difference for this team because you feel really good about Eflin. Six-best ERA in the National League continues to just be consistent and get the job done. And look, Pavetta looks like he might be something for you. Uh, uh, the, the talent was always there. It's, we expected the breakout. Now that it's finally here, it's not reason not to believe in it. And uh, it's it's looking good. And obviously, they're going to need help at starting pitcher. They don't have a fifth starter right now. They're going with Velasquez as the opener and all these weird things. And bringing in Cole Irvin, who stings. Eikhoff's on the uh, IL now, but he's... You're not good out of the pen. It's just a disaster in that fist spot. And look, Arietta has been a giant disappointment to, uh, as well. He was supposed to pitch last night. You presumably will go tonight, but he has been a giant disaster as well. So um, not having Aaron Nola is really crippling for this team right now. Again, they're 39 and 32. They're in second place in the NL East. They're not uh, anywhere near by means their season over or anything, but they are they are really deficient at the starting pitcher spot right now, and Aaron Nola is the biggest culprit in that. He's the biggest thing that they counted on that has just not been there for them, and it's really hurt this team in a, in a big, big way. So, um, look, I don't know if we're, we're – it doesn't appear like we're going to at any point get the guy we saw last season – but if they can just get him back to being uh, something close to someone you can feel confident handing the ball to every single time out there five days a week, uh, five, uh, you know, every five days, excuse me, um, it would be a really big deal for this team. It's obviously they're going to have to supplement as well with the trade market and whatnot, but Nola just being a disappointment is a, is a real frustrating thing for this team. Um, and then moving on to Sunday again, as we mentioned uh, before, just uh, a debacle. A, uh, a second 15-1 loss of the season. They lost to the Nats 15-1 earlier this season. Sometimes with this team, it just seems like there are games that get away from them. And they're just over before they start, and they get ugly. And that 15-1 game was a quintessential example of that Velasquez in an opener role gets hit up early Josh Donaldson goes yard the Braves pile on all of a sudden it's three nothing five nothing seven nothing and then it's just off to the races and the Phillies were checked out and it was really frustrating to see after they had done such a nice job bouncing back after that just gut-wrenching gut punch of a loss on Friday to come back and Come from mine in the ninth inning, a thing this team has not done a ton this season, and uh, find a way to win the game. And for Hector to come out after his, his awful outing the night before and, and redeem himself, it just it was really nice to see. And then for them to lay that egg on Sunday, it is just a, a really depressing loss. And now heading into a series with the Nationals, where you know you hope to get that taste out of your mouth last night, and we couldn't because of the postponement. So hopefully tonight, with presumably Arietta against Corbin, the Last night's starting matchup moved to tonight. Um, you know, you hope you, you get uh, a chance to get that taste out of your mouth. Is that 15-1 debacle was just a disaster, a, a real bummer of a Father's Day present from the Philadelphia Phillies for the fathers around the Delaware Valley is that was just a uh, – a really, really rough loss, and uh, we'll get into the injuries, the some updates uh, on that, as we, we mentioned before, some other roster updates and all that type of stuff, but just on a macro level, I think that the thing that jumps out, and the offense is underachieved, there's no question, and again, this weekend, they, they really did enough. They won two games. Uh, they could have won two games with the offense they provided. Obviously, Sunday was just a train wreck, but 
Um, the real issue, and again, look, the, the pen is depleted, but Nishek is back now. You figure out a Morgan back soon enough. Robertson, they definitely need to supplement there. Sir Anthony Dominguez looks like he's going to uh, rehab the ulnar collateral ligament tear that he has, which I'm always in favor of the player just getting Tommy John. It, it seems like whenever there's a rehab situation other than Masahiro Tanaga really is the only one I remember of someone who rehabbed and didn't end up getting Tommy John eventually. It feels like you're almost kicking the can down the road, but if Dr. James Andrews recommends it, then that's probably the most prudent course as well. So hopefully that works out. But either way, you're not seeing Sir Anthony again this season. So um, it's really, uh, you know, they need to add in the pen, but I think that what this weekend series really showed us is that between Aaron Nola and the lack of a fifth starter and the lack of reliable pitchers in this starting rotation that, Right now, above all else, that is the number one issue this team has. It, it is. And they're starting pitchers to pitch a lot of innings. It's not an innings issue. And the pen is, again, just so depleted. And they found ways around it. And they've managed around it. But right now, this starting pitching staff is just not good enough, especially considering they don't have a fifth guy to begin with. But across the board, and, and again, a lot of it is on Aaron Nola's shoulders. Aaron Nola has to be better. He has to be better. Ariad has to be better, too. But he is what he is. Nola should be better. And then again, also, they need to figure it out. They need to bring guys in. They need a fifth starter. It's a real, uh, it's a situation, you might say, if this team wants to contend this year. And right now, obviously, in second place, we had kind of been cruising along in first place in the NLEs for a while and uh, not paying attention to some of the issues with the team, I suppose. But uh, now they're not. And the Braves are, uh, you know, building a nice little lead up at the top of the division right now. So the Phillies. Um, again, it's a question of going all in. We've talked about it a lot. I don't know if this team is good enough to really mortgage the future for this year. I think probably next year, a, a better year for the window, but they're good enough to win the division. They're good enough to make the playoffs as a wild card at worst. So, uh, it's certainly worth adding and finding smart moves where you can get guys for this year and mo- years moving forward under contract or something where you're not giving up the farm to get some guys. But, um, it is, uh, Hopefully the Phillies tonight when they get back at it can can I you know do a better job. But the lineup last night would have been weird. Speaking of the injuries and everything that's going on, Gene Segura leading off again. Uh, he is below 280 now, uh, struggling. Harper in the two all again. Kingery in the three all again. Love three all Kingery. Uh, Hoskins in the four all, and then it gets weird. Sean Rodriguez batting fifth. Roman Quinn who is back batting sixth. Cesar Hernandez batting seventh from the right side of the plate against the lefty. He's not nearly as good. And uh, Andrew Knapp batting eighth for the area and ninth. Not a uh, not an inspiring lineup, but uh, we'll see what he rolls out tonight, and uh, hopefully the Phillies get back at it. Coming up, we will look at some injury updates for the team, as uh, obviously there's a lot going on, as we just discussed, and a few more things going on, and then look ahead to the series as well. Coming up with the Nats, it's Phillies Today's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today, James Seltzer, as again, uh, recapping a rough weekend for the Phillies we had hoped that yesterday, the chance to get back at action in Washington, the chance to get some of the bad taste out of the mouth, unfortunately, did not happen as a long rain delay ultimately turned into a postponement. And the Phillies will play a doubleheader on Wednesday, 105 start, then a 705er. And then, of course, uh, tonight, the 705 start, uh, Jake Arrieta against Patrick Corbin. We'll dive into that series coming up in a minute. First, a, uh, a few injury notes. 
uh, from the Phillies. As uh, Corey Simon had a nice piece detailing the injuries the team has right now that are at least in the uh, near view mirror, as it were. Roman Gwynn, as mentioned before the break, was back in the lamp last night. He activated off the IL yesterday. Uh, was supposed to bat six in the lamp. Uh, weird spot for him, but ultimately, look, nice to see Quinn back. He's one of those guys you. Uh, you obviously can't count on uh, to stay healthy, but if he does, that you love the tools. There's a uh, you know a ton of speed there. He's a really nice outfielder when when locked in there, and um, he's batting only from the right side of the plate now as a switch hitter before. So that should be interesting. We'll, we'll see how that helps. Sometimes you know they'll do that if a guy is just uh, so deficient from the other side that it's taking away. Um, which he was from the left side. So we'll see. It should be interesting to see how Quinn can do coming back. Uh, but again, I don't think you can count on him as a major piece with just the uh, injury history. Uh, if he stays healthy on the on the field is where you're, you're, you're lucky. You're feeling lucky about it. Jay Bruce uh, had the hamstring injury in game two over the weekend against the uh, Braves, able to uh, apparently was available to pinch hit last night if needed. So just a precaution with the hamstring injury, maybe back in lineup tonight. If not, probably one of the two games of doubleheader. I have no problem with them taking it slow with Jay as he has obviously been such an important piece for this team. And if he can, uh, you know, don't, don't mess around. Uh, JT Romuto uh, would have gotten another day off yesterday as he took that foul ball off the groin. In uh, game two as well, that Saturday game, they won it, but it was a, a tough one. Um, but uh, this seems like it's not going to be a, a huge long-term issue for Romuto, just something that was a uh, very uncomfortable situation as it appeared when it happened. Uh, apparently it was nauseous after it looked like uh didn't get him in the best area, and uh, that could be really painful stuff. Romuto, obviously, I don't think there's anyone questioning his toughness. He has caught far more innings than your average catcher does. He is always wanting to be out there, and as, uh, as someone who is not the biggest Andrew Knapp fan, I am. All in favor of that as well. Get well soon, JT. Uh, all right, looking at some other injuries, uh, uh, Simon had some updates with uh, the pen guys. As we were talking about, so important right now is, again, this has just been a um, a mash unit. It is unbelievable the amount of injuries they've had. Luckily, Nishek back. Tommy Hunter is apparently not too far away from making his season debut. A flexor strain has uh, kept him out all season long so far, but on Monday, uh, apparently was able to make a Class A uh, Clearwater rehab assignment, so shouldn't be too far away from down the road. If Hunter can come back and be, um, you know, that kind of uh, do it all for you, right? You can face lefties as well. That could be a, a real boon for this team. I know a lot of people didn't love Tommy Hunter, but let me tell you, he's better than some of the slob we've had to roll out this year, Yaxel Rios and guys like that. Even more importantly, Adam Morgan, also the flexor strain, threw a bullpen session on Sunday, according to Seidman, second time in four days. And uh, that means that uh, he could be back very soon, maybe even this upcoming weekend. That would just be massive. Adam Morgan, along with Hector Neris so far this season, at least in my mind, the two relievers I've been able to count on the most. Adam Morgan was just outstanding. Went like 16 innings before allowing a run this season. Has just uh, really become a devastating left-handed reliever for this team, something this team doesn't have right now. It's just been Jose Alvarez as left-handed reliever, except for that one game they threw Ranger Suarez out there, except if you want to count Cole Irvin. Yikes! Gross! So Adam Morgan, if they can get him back, that would just be absolutely, absolutely massive for this team as he has been a devastating reliever for them. And again, they're really, they are just, getting killed out there really is amazing the the level of injuries that have happened to this pen so far this season it has just been one unlucky break after another and losing morgan as uh as dynamite as he's been was uh was certainly 
a crushing blow for the teams from getting him back. Well, Eikhoff, as I mentioned before, has biceps tendonitis. Uh, no clarity right now on when he will be back, but um, that's something he's got to play with. And then one more big injury uh, to mention. Adam Hazley still out with the groin injury, but apparently making some progress. Took some batting practice and flied, uh, shagged some fly balls recently, and hopefully uh, can start to practice simulating uh, stolen base attempts and other baseball moves and all that type of stuff. So um, we will see. But Adam Hazley, it'd be nice to have Hazley back. What a bummer. What a What a shining debut out in san diego for a couple games the game-winning hit what a what a night that big walk to score a run and then uh get a rally going and then all of a sudden hurt and not to be heard from again really could use uh hazley that's a uh shame mentioned sir anthony rehabbing odubo rare is uh not an injury from but his uh leave has been extended in july as he is um waiting for his uh his hearing, we'll see what happens there. Obviously, you know my feelings on that. Uh, if he is guilty of anything like that, I don't want him anywhere near the team uh, or on my team, but we'll see what happens there. And um, one other move over the weekend that uh, I haven't gotten a chance to talk about, the Phillies signed Brad Miller. Brad Miller, of course, a major league veteran has played for the Rays, the Yankees, the Indians, a, a number of other teams. At 30 homers, actually, a few years ago. I think 2016, maybe, uh, in Tampa for the Rays. So uh, had a 994 OPS in, in AAA uh, at the time of uh, them acquiring the contract, they did DFA Phil Goslin. Goslin now in the minors for the Phils. Uh, so nice to he didn't get claimed, but uh, probably uh, you know not not going to see Goslin around here anytime soon for now. But look, Brad Miller, take a shot on that guy. It's nice. He he can potentially offer you some left-handed power off the bench. He can be what Jay Bruce was brought here to be before Andrew McCutcheon got hurt and Jay Bruce was forced to play every day. So. Um, Either way, I think it's a smart move. I think you'd rather have Brad Miller on this roster than Phil Goslin. So uh, hopefully Miller can contribute and give them some opportunities uh, to, to make them look smart bringing him in here. And uh, I like the idea. We'll see. Uh, look, it's nothing to get too excited about, but Miller could help. They obviously need some bigger moves down the road here, both uh, offensively and, of course, as mentioned, the pitching staff. All right, coming up, big series here against the Nationals is Again, get rained out last night, but uh, the doubleheader on Wednesday, so hopefully they'll still get four in over the next three days. The Phillies had a lot of baseball coming up already after playing the three straight in Atlanta this weekend. They had 14 more days straight of baseball as they have. Uh, they have four in Washington, three in uh, three at home versus Miami, four at home versus the Mets, and then three in Miami before a day off. And uh, it's a tough little stretch. Obviously, six against Miami is nice, but... Three games in four days here, or four games in three days here is going to make it even tougher for this Phillies team. As uh, you've got the Arietta Corbin matchup, then uh, uh, Eflin actually could be Eflin tomorrow night against Corbin. We'll see what the Phillies want to do if they want to push Arietta back. I doubt that's what they'll do. We will see, though. Uh, Pavetta scheduled against Scherzer and Nola against Strasburg, depending on how that breaks out with the doubleheader. We will see. But the Nationals have been playing much better baseball than they had earlier in the season. They're still. Eight back at the Braves or eight and a half back at the Braves, somewhere in that range. So um, not threatening, but only a five or six back at the Phillies. So they're in that range there. And um, they've started to hit. Anthony Rendon coming back has made a big difference for this team because he's really good and a dangerous player. So when this lineup gets rolling, they're pretty talented, as we've seen with Trey Turner back and Juan Soto when he's going and Rendon and Robles. They're a really talented team. And uh, the pitching with Scherzer and Strasburg and Corbin, those are three legit guys. The bullpen isn't great, but this team's pretty good. So this is going to be a tough series, especially with uh, four and three days. You would love to see them win this series. We'd love to see them take three or four. You can't ask for anything more than that. But three or four would be amazing. But 
You'd actually even take a split here and then uh, and then sweep the Marlins or take two of three in the Marlins. But um, I, look, hopefully they could take three or four. Uh, we will see. Fingers crossed. Get back at it tonight. Hopefully get that taste of the 15 and one loss out of our mouths and, uh, and start moving forward with some winning baseball games. Either way, we'll be back to talk about that and a whole lot more tomorrow. So thanks for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.